0: Hi, and welcome to the Automotive Tech Info podcast, the program where technicians talk to technicians, offering diagnostic tips in 10 minutes or less. This podcast is brought to you by Automotive Tech Info to help you learn while you listen. I'm your host, Tony Mala, and we'll be presenting information for and by automotive technicians in a unique learning opportunity to grow your knowledge, insight, and understanding of the automotive technology you see in the shop every day, one nugget at a time. My guest today is Jordan Hill, a diagnostic technician with over 23 years experience in the industry with some very interesting ideas. And I thought it was a chance for us to get together with Jordan and hear what he has to say. So Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. It's good to have you on board. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I have been a a working technician
1: for the last 23 years. All my experiences in independent shops, mostly smaller shops, I've kind of worked my way up from pumping gas at a Shell station, and to the point where I'm at now, where you know the last five years have been uh, lead diagnostic tech and foreman of a couple different shops, and I've also continued with training and continued with certifications to get to where I'm at now.
0: As I understand it, you're an ASE certified master tech with L1 and L3, right? Yes,
1: correct. Currently studying for L2, and yeah, we'll just continue going
0: from there. You know, you never stop learning, and that's part of what this podcast is all about. I know we tend to focus more on technical information, but you have a couple of interesting ideas on how some of the self-improvement concepts that are often used by large corporations can be adapted to the independent repair shop environment. And I thought it would make a great podcast series to explore some of your ideas. Let's begin with a look at something you called Andon. And what it can do to help improve any repair shop operation. What exactly is the Andon concept and how does it work?
1: So, Andon is a Japanese term, you know, simply meaning lamp or light bulb. And in the manufacturing world, Andon is a visual control that would signal the operation of a machine. Typically, if the machine was, you know, malfunctioning, that would signal that to a worker. And it really is. A small part of a broader concept, which is the concept of judoka, that is a, also a Japanese term, and that is the idea of building in quality as work is being done. Oftentimes, we think of quality control as the final step in a process before the vehicle is returned to the owner, when really every person in the shop, their job description is quality control. And that idea can be used through every step of the process from checking the car in to taking photos, detailing the work orders, the actual repair process. All of those things are building in quality throughout the whole entire job.
0: I'm familiar with a couple of Japanese concepts. One of them is basically continuous improvement. This sounds a lot like that. Where did the concepts of judoka and andon begin? Who created them?
1: originally that, you know, they date back to the late 1800s, early 1900s with Sakichi Toyota, who originally founded the Toyota automatic loom production, creating automatic looms. And he found that when a thread would break on the loom, it would end up with a damaged garment or damaged tapestry, whatever they were making. And he created a system in which Anytime a thread would break, the loom would automatically shut down, thus allowing that quality to be built in right at the point of a problem instead of later on at the end of a process. And so really that dates back to him. And then you take that forward into auto manufacturing. And now you have the modern Andon systems, which are in most settings would be a pull chain or button that would be pushed to signal that there's a problem with the production line. And then a manager can come and address that problem immediately instead of sending that problem on to the next step of the
0: production line. We'll return to our interview after this word from our sponsor. Automotive Tech Info provides professional technicians with a regular diet of repair information on BMW, Mercedes-Benz, Nissan, Toyota, Volvo, Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, and more. It's free access to technical knowledge and insight from professional technicians for professional technicians. Simply register at www.automotivetechinfo.com to gain access to our database of technical wisdom that is easy to use and searchable by keyword, vehicle manufacturer, or publish date. It's a convenient technical resource to keep you ahead of what's coming into your shop every day. For more information, visit our website at automotivetechinfo.com. And now back to our interview. Sounds like having a QC process to verify a repair was something that I think a lot of repair shops already have in place at one level or another. You've worked in a couple of shops. How does the QC process usually work in the shop? What are they using nowadays to make sure that that vehicle is ready for the customer when it's being delivered?
1: Quality control is kind of the last step. Oftentimes it's done by a younger technician, lower paid technician, Mm -hmm. and they'll take a quick look over what was done, make sure the fluids are topped off and things are good underneath the hood of the vehicle. There weren't any tools left on the hood cowl, things like that. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that. And that should be part of what goes into a quality repair. But that system really misses the chance during the whole repair process when that quality control concept really falls on the technician working on the vehicle, not someone to kind of clean up after them after the repair has been
0: done. So this gives the technician or the individual responsible for the QC the opportunity to basically hold up his hand and say, hey, wait a minute, there's something here we need to take a look at that could be addressed immediately. Sounds pretty similar to what we would find on the production line, right?
1: Yes, that is the goal. It would be to, just in the same way that pulling that end on cord immediately stops the automotive production line, this idea would be to immediately, when there's an issue present, it's brought to light, it's talked about, it may be able to be dealt with on the technician self the technician may be able to deal with the issue on their own Mm -hmm. or they may need to ask
0: for help from a
1: foreman
0: or a supervisor. So that gives them the opportunity to do so. You know, it all sounds so simple, but I guess the best ideas usually are. Any ideas on how, if I'm a shop owner and I say, you know what, this makes sense to me, what's involved in implementing an end-on-like program within the shop? Do you have any experience with that? I do.
1: To truly implement it, One of the most important parts is for each person to recognize their role in the situation and to really kind of buy into the process. If a technician is likely to hide an issue or not bring a problem to light, if they're expecting to get made fun of, get written up,
0: punished in some way, yeah.
1: Yeah, punished in some way, even made fun of in worst case scenarios. Hmm. But if the technician knows that they're going to be treated with respect and helped and potentially learn from the mistake or the issue that happened, they're much more likely to raise that hand and ask for the help. So to implement it, to, to implement in a smaller repair shop, it's much less about the physical part of the process, meaning, you know, lights or some sort of alarm system to let people know there's a problem It's really not about that. It's about the social part where you're truly respecting someone. You're correcting a problem, but you're doing it in such a way that the person is learning, growing, and doesn't feel abused almost in a way is a way to put it. In a larger shop, you may have some physical pieces that you use, maybe a headset for the manager and the foreman to quickly say we need help on the alignment rack and then that's quickly communicated and then it's immediately dealt with. That might be necessary in a larger shop with multiple technicians. I think the other piece that needs to be dealt with is a pay structure. If you're going to pick out someone to kind of be an and-on lead technician in a way to deal with these issues each day, He or she can't be on a flat rate pay system where they feel like they're now losing time and now they're losing out by helping others, that that's just a self-defeating process there. So that all needs to be taken into consideration and someone needs to know that this time they're spending, while it's not technically producing hours, it's really valuable time and it needs to be compensated correctly because you're preventing future comebacks, which can cost countless hours in the long run.
0: So it pays for itself essentially over the long run, whatever investment you need to make to do this. And it really makes a lot of sense. As I said before, here's a question I should have asked you earlier. Everything you're describing to me, I'm somewhat familiar with because of my experience working with some of the Japanese manufacturers, particularly Toyota. Sakachi Toyota that made the loom, is that the same individual who founded the Toyota Motor Corporation? Sakichi's son then went and
1: founded the automotive manufacturing part of Toyota.
0: Connection all the way back to the loom. You know, it's a great example of how technology changes. And even within, again, one founding set of principles, it can be adapted to what is essentially a new reality, going from manufacturing looms to manufacturing automobiles, Mm -hmm. yet maintaining the same commitment to quality, And processes that lend themselves to developing technicians again and all employees, really. But also, as you had mentioned, providing a livable compensation that makes it all worthwhile. And it's all fairly straightforward stuff from anyone who's running a business I know in our industry. It sounds like something that may be fairly simple to implement. Is there anywhere a shop can get more information on setting up a system like this within their business? Can you recommend?
1: I would recommend two books. Book entitled The Toyota Way, which is by Jeffrey Liker, and then also a book entitled The Fifth Discipline by Peter Sengi. And both of those books really go into great detail about these concepts of Andon and Judoka, but also the larger concepts that go into this: the personal growth and as you mentioned, you know, continuous improvement, a lot of these things, because they're really all interconnected by adding one of these concepts you really end up kind of adding them all and they feed on each other and they grow in that way. I think the biggest way to start doing it maybe sounds too simple, but is to really just start actually doing it. We've all sat in meetings and talked about things and all felt great about these new ideas, but then some Monday morning, nothing has changed. We've just talked about it. And that's another part of Toyota's methods is learning by doing and actually getting your hands dirty on the shop floor doing it. Maybe it sounds too simple, but ultimately it is just starting to do it and trial and error. Finding what works for one specific shop, you know, finding the right people in your shop. Maybe you try someone as to Andon on lead and it doesn't go so great. But you've learned and you're going to try a different person. You're going to try a different system.
0: Well, again, all of this makes sense. And, you know, I have a thousand other questions, but at this point, we're out of time for today. We have been talking with Jordan Hill. Jordan is a ASE certified Master L1 and L3 technician. And Jordan has shared some very important information with us on quality improvements within your shop that pretty much anybody can do. We'll have those book references that Jordan mentioned in our show notes think about joining us for part two. We're going to be talking a little bit more with Jordan about just-in-time principles for parts inventory management. I'm Tony Mala, and have a great day.